Here we are, the holidays in our rear view mirror. Lots of memories and times with family, but also lots of spending. The gifts, the travel, the unexpected expenses. We're all anxious about looking at the damage we've done to our budgets. Well, 2023 is here, and if your credit card debt has been adding up over these past few months, the Sharp team can help. They can show you how a cash-out refinance on your home can help you catch up on your bills, pay off any debt, and allow you to start the new year debt-free. How's that for quickly knocking out a resolution? And of course, if Santa forgot to make your wishes come true for a new home, they're ready to talk today about pre-approving you for a house in the triad. Call the Sharp team now, 336-575-9448. This is the Triad Podcast Network. I'm Algernon Cash, and you're locked in. Welcome back. As always, I am so proud to be able to bring you some really exciting guests um, from around North Carolina, leaders who know knows what's happening right here in our backyard. Um, North Carolina treasurer Dale Falwell is no stranger to the show. He has locked in many times before, and he is locked in again. He's going to be updating us today on the state of North Carolina. So what's happening with the state economy? We hear so much about what's happening nationally. Not all We don't always hear about what's happening right here in your backyard. And then we'll also talk about his continued fight against the hospital system. Um, this has been a, um, a fight that he's been involved in for many, many years. State Treasurer Dale Falwell, how are you? Thank you for locking in. I'm doing great, Algernon. Thank you for having me. And uh, uh, love reconnecting with your listeners. I left Winston-Salem this morning, and I already miss it. Yeah, I um I was so fortunate to see you while you were here in town last week. You were speaking to a trade association and you were updating them on the state of North Carolina, as you always do. You are, as you say, the, the protector of the public purse. I sort of like that title. Um, so I guess let's start there, Treasurer. Um, what are some of those updates that you were providing? What is the state of North Carolina? Well, thank you, Algernon. And uh, I often wear a lapel pin as I was last Thursday. Uh, that has NC on it. Uh, we all know what NC stands for, but for the purposes of being locked in today, it stands for nothing compares. <clears throat> I wouldn't trade places with any other state treasurer in the United States. And the reason is uh, the credit for that goes to the employers and taxpayers who not only sponsor your show, but listen to your show. And the General Assembly, who has balanced its budget, created surpluses, established rainy day funds, and 2013 gave me the tools that I needed to, to reform the unemployment system, which uh, uh, ended up resulting in paying off $2.7 billion of unemployment debt and building a billion dollar surplus. And uh, so nothing compares uh, stands for the fact that, as your listeners know, last year we got designated number one in the United States for business activity and business outlook. And it doesn't matter uh, for your listeners if they care mostly about public education or public safety or public works or public roads. Uh, being designated number one in the country means there's more business activity and there's more tax revenue to fund those four things that I just mentioned. And nothing compares also stands for the fact that uh, we've been able to keep our AAA bond rating <clears throat> during the most volatile period in the modern era. Uh, thirdly, yeah, we have been able, we are in the, on the path to pay off 60, not six, 60% of the state debt over an eight-year period of time. Mm. Uh, we can't find a county, a city, or a state, or a nation 
who has paid off 60% of its debt over eight years. Five of those years are in the rearview mirror and the other three years are in the, are in the windshield. And that leads me to talk about, uh, you know, the federal debt. You know, uh, you've known me a long time, uh, Algernon, and I never get off my yoga mat. So I, I talk about what my responsibilities are. But I just want to say that this federal debt is the biggest national security issue that we're facing in our country right now. Uh, what I'm about to tell your listeners is not emotional and not political, it's mathematical. Because of the increase in the debt and the increase in interest rates, uh, just the difference in the amount of money it takes to pay the debt service is larger than the military budget. Hmm. That's why it's a national security issue. And lastly, uh, for all of the people who are locked in, who teach, protect, and otherwise serve, uh, they're still participating in one of the best funded pension plans in the United States. So that's the state of things. <laughs> lastly, uh, two weeks ago at the Transportation Summit in uh, Raleigh, I was joined on stage with Secretary Eric Boyette, where we tore up the IOU. Uh, the North Carolina Department of Transportation had taken over a billion. I said it correctly the first time, a billion dollars mm. out of the highway trust fund, and no one knew it. And we put the DOT on a schedule to re replenish the highway trust fund over a five-year period of time. Secretary Boyette and his team did that in half the schedule. They paid it off twice as early as projected. And... Uh, that is just an example, uh, especially for your listeners, uh, with so much discouragement right now and so much negativity and mm. so many people in public service who just attack people and don't attack problems. This, these things I've just mentioned to you are great news. It's, it's great news. Treasurer, I appreciate those comments. I especially appreciate you sharing the news about the, the, the Highway Trust Fund. Um, that is something that I used to pay very close attention to many years ago. I, I was even involved in a um, transportation advisory council that was created through the state chamber. I've not been as involved um, in, in looking at that issue in the in recent years. So that was actually news for me and, and probably um, certainly news for my audience. I also appreciate your comments about the national debt. I, I actually just wrote an op-ed. Um, I would encourage my listeners to go to the carolinajournal.com. Um, I actually published an op-ed with them last week talking about the national debt um, and and just the, the 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 security concerns that you just shared, Treasurer, but just also the need for us to get more serious about how we look at starting to tackle that debt, whether it's um, entitlement reform or greater economic growth um, or, or or just figuring out how we're going to generate generate more revenue. So I appreciate those comments. When, when you think about the national debt, and then you also think about um, a state like North Carolina that has the number of military bases that we have, um, the number of federal installations, um, you, I'm certainly we got a number of people that have retired here that work for the federal government. Um, how much danger does the national debt actually start to put North Carolina in? You know, at a time right now where the General Assembly is also debating whether or not they should expand Medicaid. I mean, will the, will the federal government actually be able to keep paying the bill? Well, that's a good point. And not only the list that you've already mentioned, Algernon, but it's also the people in this state who receive Social Security checks uh, and uh, who are, who are on, on Medicare and or Medicaid. Uh, this is a serious issue. Uh, we need to get serious about it. And this is something that, you know, Congress is going to and the president are going to have to deal with. Uh, but it, it, it starts with 
if you have to say no to someone, you try to spell it K-N-O-W. You know, all people really want Algernon is to be spoken to like adults. Right. And what they hear makes common sense. They, they don't want any drama. They don't want anything beyond. Just talk to me like an adult. And I hope what I hear makes common sense. Uh, and sometimes when you have to say no, you should always spell it K-N-O-W. Mm. No, not just stiff arm, no, but spell it K-N-O-W. Uh, that's an example, as I said earlier, <coughs> talking to people like adults and what they hear makes common sense. And sometimes it means to maybe let people down at a pace they can tolerate. <laughs> you know, don't just hit them with it all at one time, but just explain in a K-N-O-W why, K-N-O-W way, why this is important. No, I, I really like that. You know, at a national level, Treasurer, they are saying that the economy is slowing down. We're, we're not necessarily in recession now, but all the pundits say that recession is looming. It could be coming. Um, I guess to compare the macro to the micro, that's what's happening at the national level. What do you see more so at the state level? Are we still growing? Is our, is our private sector still growing healthy here in our state? Uh, we're growing at a slower pace. Uh, I'm concerned about something that existed before you were born, Algernon, which is stagflation. Uh, and that's where you have less economic activity and higher and higher cost. Hmm. So uh, less economic activity, which would be bad for uh, employment or unemployment, and then higher cost. Uh, all the great things that have happened in the General Assembly and in the state of North Carolina about retiring 60% of the state debt and all these other things, a lot of that gets masked or overwhelmed by the tremendous inflation that our citizens have faced. Now, uh, I know that you, you and I are always uh, kid a little bit about who's the most frugal on this show. Uh, I want to uh, I want to say that uh, I had to go in my uh, Gmail last night and start eliminating uh, some emails because my my I was getting over capacity. And it's funny when you just punch in Harris Teeter and you pull up <laughs> and, and you pull up. By the way, I get my senior citizen discount action on. You don't. Not uh, yet. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but when I pull up Harris Teeter, like the EVIC specials for the last four years that were in my emails, hmm. you know, eggs, 69 cents. And then last week, $3.80. I mean, this is so ironic that when you pull up all these emails from last five years ago from Harris Teeter and go to delete them and you just check one from five years ago and one from last week, it's stunning. Uh, what's happening at the grocery store. Not only that, but uh, most people, their natural gas bill has doubled this year. Uh, their electricity bills are going up dramatically, and uh, this is really happening. And as I've said to your listeners in the past, Algernon, uh, inflation is a thief. Uh, nobody likes a thief. Uh, this thief uh, actually is, is, is more predatory on the lower and fixed income of people of our state because they have nothing that will inflate in an inflationary period. So recently I'm recording our financial podcast and talking with Jennifer Johnson of Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. And the phrase hits us, debt-free in 2023. Makes for a good headline. But we can all admit it's pretty aggressive. Even if that's unrealistic, you can still make this the year you get serious about your financial goals. Saving for retirement, saving for your child's college education, those might be realistic. Now, where do you go? 
You could do a web search and get 10 different answers. Or you could go to a professional who knows your financial goals and concerns and treats you like a friend. We believe the best financial advice flows from a comprehensive plan with a local advisor committed to seeing you achieve your financial goals. If this sounds like it's for you, you can check out Three Magnolias Financial Advisors right here in Winston-Salem. Their website is 3magnoliasfinancialadvisors.com. You can learn more there or you can give them a call, 336-701-1600, and schedule a complimentary introductory meeting. Be comfortable with your financial future. 3 Magnolias Financial Advisors, Retirement, Financial Planning, and Investments. Securities offered through Satara Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and Satara Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Satara is under separate ownership from any other named entity. No, I totally agree. It's a silent killer and um, low income to moderate income families typically pay the pay the brunt of it. Um, speaking of, I mean, you, you, you know, they are saying that growth is slowing down nationally. Um, but at the same time, we're, we're, we're still seeing a very tight labor market. In fact, um, jobless claims haven't even jumped up, despite some of what we've seen with the technology layoffs. Closer to home, what are you seeing with the labor market here in North Carolina? Uh, we continue to face an employment crisis. Uh, and it's the first time in my life when I was out on the motorcycle this weekend. You know, back in the day, Algernon, I used to say signs that said help wanted apply inside. Now the signs you see are we hire immediately. Mm. Uh, and by the way, when we talk about an employment crisis, let me be clear with those that are locked in. The biggest business in this state is the state of North Carolina. The second biggest business in this state are the school systems of North Carolina. Mm. The third are the counties and the fourth are the cities. So when I say we're facing an employment crisis, we're not talking about you know, the great companies there in Winston-Salem. We're talking about them, but we're also talking about every level of government is also having difficulty attracting people to do the essential jobs that the taxpayers expect. Now, secondly, if I were ever keen for a day, there's at least two things, three things I would change. Now, the last thing is treasure humor, Algernon, so you just need to get ready for it. Okay. Uh, the first thing is the unemployment rate. The unemployment rate only includes people who are able, able, available, and seeking employment. Yeah. Is that the true unemployment rate? No. The consumer price index oftentimes is quoted without food and energy. Mm. Well, can you live without food and energy? No. So why don't we have a consumer price index that really reflects the hundred things that people really do and have to purchase just to live in our state? That is a true consumer price index. I would change that. And the third thing I would change, which you don't have to worry about, is this whole thing called a body max, body mass index. We okay. need to have a body mass index called a BMI just for Scottish people. If you have any Scottish blood in you, you are going to be on a different BMI schedule than everyone else is. And how do you justify that? Uh, because I'm obese. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I'm in great shape as a 65 year old. I still do headstands and ride motorcycles. But, you know, certain people with certain Scott, Scott in their blood, they're, we're just thicker. I see. <laughs> and and uh, so when we put, you know, my weight uh, in my height, it comes up that I'm obese. And 
So I just think Scottish people need their own body mass index. Well, if you're still out there riding motorcycles, I hope you are being very careful, Treasure, um, you know, on those roads. Just a couple more questions for you before I I'm, I'll let you go here. Um, you talk about rising costs, inflationary pressure. There, there's one industry where we continue to see rising costs. Um, I don't know if it's inflationary pressure or if it's just being driven purposely, but I, I, I read an article in the New York Times. And in fact, I even sent it to you. I texted it to you. And um, it was talking about how families, not just here in North Carolina, but across the country, are having to make choices between paying their medical bills or actually putting food on the table. And the specific story that the New York Times zeroed in on was about a lady who actually wasn't required to pay the medical bill because she went to a charity hospital, but the hospital had manipulated her and fooled her into believing that she had to pay those bills and she was paying them and actually um, not buying her prescriptions or not buying food and, and so forth. You have been on the front lines here in North Carolina in this fight against hospitals to get more transparency, to get more waste out the system, to get costs down. Um, you've talked about it and commented on, on this show several times about it. Give us an update. Where are you at right now with the fight against the hospitals? We continue to fight the healthcare cartel. Uh, the blood that runs through me is uh, Algernon is a uh, Quaker. Uh, the church that we attend is Springfield Friends. We're going on our 250th year this year. So our country, our church was here before our country was here. Mm. And one of the spices of the Quaker religion is to be fair and just. Anyone who continues to be on the side of the hospital cartel, keeping prices secret, not offering a level of charity care equal to their tax benefit, and, and breaking people's kneecaps when they don't pay their bill mm. is going to be on the wrong side of history. And I'm bound and determined to make sure that happens. All we're asking for is for the hospitals to stop giving the middle finger to former President Trump and pre current President Biden, who have both signed executive orders to get rid of these secret contracts. Hmm. We want this hospital cartel to start offering level of charity care equal to the tax benefit they get. And thirdly, stop weaponizing people's credit scores for something they would rather not have consumed because that means they weren't sick. Uh, we're now in a situation where people cannot see themselves past their poverty, not because of the invasion of Ukraine, not because of COVID, and not because of acts of God, but because of medical bills and things associated with medical bills. It's not a Republican or Democrat issue. It's a moral issue. And I do not intend being on the wrong side of history. Timing is everything in life. And I'm certainly hoping that my timing is right to deliver this message to you from the Ginther Group, a triad real estate team with a vast local knowledge. What's the question you often ask yourself when it comes to buying or selling a home? Is this the right time? Buyer's market, seller's market, low interest rates, high interest rates, doesn't matter. The answer can always be yes. You just have to strategize appropriately. And we provided many of those guides in our podcast with Blake Ginther and his team right here on this same feed. But here's a new one offered by the Ginther Group. Let's say you want to sell, but your home condition isn't ideal for a competitive marketplace. They've got a program that can help called Renovate Now, Pay Later. That's right. If your home is a little rough around the edges, you can make the improvements now and pay at closing when you sell. Contact the Ginther Group at 336-283-8689 or visit theginthergroup.com to learn more and see if it's an option for you. You can also talk to them about other helpful resources like their first-time homebuyer seminar or a real estate wealth management consultation. 
Whatever you need, contact them today. And like me, you can become a Ginther Group client for life. You know, Treasure, again, you, you've you been very vocal about the issue to the, to the degree where I even speak to certain members of the General Assembly and they're now starting to talk from your talking points because when I hear them, I, I can hear you when they speak to me. Um, so I, I, you, you've been very consistent on this message. Some of the other offices within the administration have not been as consistent or, or really haven't been as vocal at all. Um, Attorney General Josh Stein, who just announced he wants to run for governor, um, it would seem to me that his office could combine or partner or collaborate with your office to really do something about this hospital situation. Why is the attorney general refusing to act? Well, he's been AWOL. And on top of that, uh, there's no one who is, has their fingerprint more clearly on the cartelization and the consolidation of health care in the hands of fewer and fewer people than the current attorney general, Josh Stein, whose job it is to protect the consumer. I'm the keeper of the public purse but I'm also having to protect the consumer because he won't, whether it's uh, Atrium, Wake Forest Baptist, uh, Novant, uh, New Hanover, HCA, uh, Mission Health in the West, or all across North Carolina. I mean, the, the fact is there's only one fingerprint on the consolidation of healthcare, which has resulted in lower quality, lower access, and higher cost. So that's how I feel about the job that he's done. He's been AWOL. And if, if, if the attorney general, which, by the way, some people joke stands for aspiring governor, uh, if, if AG, if the AG was from my own party, I would be five times harder on him than I am. And the reason I'm not is that any time that you bring up something factual and mathematical, they immediately try to discount you as political. There's nothing political about people not being able to see themselves past their poverty. And in the terms of the HCA Mission Health deal out West, I have a letter from his office. It says, we do not object to this transaction. We do not object. But yet he goes out West and talks about how he's going to try to fix it. He could have fixed it by not approving it to start with. And you Mm. don't need a law to tell you what's right and wrong when you're the attorney general, the chief protector of the consumer of this state. You know, Treasurer, my last question, I've known you for many, many years, going back to having breakfast at the Piedmont Club and then even your years in the General Assembly. You are not someone that gets very political. I mean, you, you've you always strike me as the person that just wants to get the job done and do the work and you sort of put your head down and, and, and plow forward. But your name is being floated all around the state, a lot of circles, a lot of rooms. People are talking about the idea that Dale Falwell is going to run for governor. Where are you at on that decision right now? Well, where I am is that uh, I think people will have a choice uh, for who they want uh, for governor in 2024. Uh, But it's just like the word liberal and conservative. We sort of lost the meaning of these words. Conservative means to conserve. Liberal means to liberate, to set economically free. There's no reason those two words should not coexist. If Mm. you can serve enough like you have in your life and your success, it liberates you, right, Algernon, to, right. to have the joy of achievement and the upper mobility that you've enjoyed and myself. So <clears throat> when you talk about governor, let's talk about the root word of governor, which is to govern. It's a verb. Everybody thinks about this as a noun. Mm. It's a verb. And the governor of North Carolina 
is the CEO of the largest business in the state. Mm. The biggest business in North Carolina is the state of North Carolina. They buy more fuel, more paper towels, more uh, tires, more everything than anyone else in the whole state. And so that's what govern, that's what the governor is supposed to be doing. And it says that right in the constitution to initiate a budget and to implement the budget as ratified by the general assembly. So my point of saying that to you is that uh, whether uh, your listeners should stay tuned uh, for any announcement regarding this. Uh, but right now, every day, I'm trying to be the best state treasurer in North Carolina history. I say he's not into politics, but he gave a really good political response there. Um, Non-committed on the answer, but I do encourage my audience to keep listening, keep watching. Um, you may see Treasurer Falwell in that race, but if you don't see him in that race, just know 100% that he is working hard on behalf of the taxpayers in whatever particular office and position he is in. Treasurer, I got to go here real quick. Quick, Give a plug for your nccash.com. Well, I actually brought Mr. Bill with me today. Okay. Here's, here's Mr. Bill. You can only see part of him. Yeah. Uh, but we've been able to get about $110 million at nccash.com. Wrote a check last week for $1.7 million to one business out of nccash.com. So all the locked in listeners should go nccash.com. No charge to look up your name. No charge to make a claim. Check your name, parents, grandparents, maiden, kids, uh, your church, your nonprofit, your Girl Scouts, your Little League baseball team, your and your business name, and you'll be shocked at what you'll find at nccash.com. I was speaking to 600 people the other day in Winston-Salem, Algernon, and I had 30 people who came up to me at the break and said they found money at nccash.com. That, that is amazing, Treasurer. I, I tell you, I have known um, several of your predecessors in that office, but um, you are the one that seems the most excited and most thrilled to be able to get money back to the people. And I, I love the program. I've seen the billboards. You do a great job of mentioning it everywhere you go. Um, and so I encourage my listeners to go check out nccash.com. I also encourage my listeners just to learn more about North Carolina Treasurer Falwell. He's been in the he's been in this for a very, very long time. He is the protector of the public purse and he's locked in with us today. I would also encourage my audience to stay tuned. Keep listening to WTOB every Sunday morning because that is where the Locked In Show broadcasts. But if you happen to miss it there, hopefully you're subscribed to the podcast and you can download it at Spotify, Pandora, Apple, wherever you get your favorite podcast, you can lock in there. Um, continue to follow Algernon Cash on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. And until next time, y'all stay locked in. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode on the Triad Podcast Network. Our mission is simple. Provide information, advice, and stories about the people and places that make the North Carolina Triad such a great place to be. You can find us by searching Triad Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you like to listen. If you like what you heard and want to support the show and those that contribute, we would truly appreciate a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. It helps spread the word along, as do your shares on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Triad Podcast. To get in touch with us, simply email info at triadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. This is the Triad Podcast Network.